0: episode five, selling and marketing my favorite topics. I'm excited to get into this, but first don't forget about our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com. We're so excited to work with you on these things and individualize this information to your business, your goals, your dreams. We're, I mean, I'm like really, really looking forward to Uh, meeting teacherpreneurs who are interested in working with us. Because if you're interested in working with us, we are so interested in you. And like we've said in all of our previous episodes, your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, your potential customers, your audience, they are everything to your business. They are so incredibly important. They are the most important thing to your business. So you, whoever you are listening right now, you are really, really, really vital. And we're just so thrilled that you're listening and we hope that you're loving this as much as we're loving putting it out there for you. So go ahead, go to wackyteacherpreneurs.com and see what we have in store for you.
1: Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started.
0: Uh, so Jess, we're going to talk about selling and marketing, and I can't wait to share all of the big, stupid mistakes we've made in these arenas.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've made so many because I think, you know, as a new Teachers Pay teacher seller, and I'm not saying that everyone listening is going to be selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, but I know for me personally, and probably you, we, you know, like we've said in previous episodes, we started with a product and what do we do? We just made a product and listed it on Teachers Pay Teachers. And then you just kind of wait to see if it ever sells, right? you just kind of like, wait for the money to roll in. You get enough products together, you're going to start seeing a little check from teachers pay teachers every month, and then you're like, okay, cool, I'm done, you know, like. But you do start thinking about your sales, and you start thinking, oh wow, like I sold five products this month. Mm, what if I had sold twenty, or what if I sold fifty? Or you start hearing stories about pe- people that are your peers, and they're selling way more than you, and you're just like, oh, I want that too, right? And I think that that FOMO is what gets people into sales and marketing like that side of the business, because it's not a very natural jump to go from a public school teacher to someone who is selling and marketing a product, even though that's what we do in our classrooms all day long. We're selling the love of learning to kids, right? We're selling them on whatever standard of the day it is whatever lesson we have prepared, we're trying to get them excited. And it's hard to think about us doing that with a product because that means we're profiting. And there seems to be kind of like a yucky cloud of murkiness around, oh, you're a public servant and you want to make money? How dare you? (laughs) You're supposed to be a martyr. So anyway, today we're going to talk about selling and marketing so if you do feel a little weird about it just because of the nature of our careers and not like we're supposed to be not caring that much about money and just being change makers hopefully this episode will make you feel a little better about it so yeah yeah, and we're going to talk about seo which is search engine optimization did i get that acronym right amanda
0: yes you did i i do i feel like our outline doesn't have that stuff about the yuckiness like feeling kind of yucky or icky or like salesy uh when, when you know promoting your product and i do have some things to say about that before we get into seo so i paid for a coach for a whole year um and she's amazing I absolutely love Kelly Wise. I'm just going to name drop right here. She's a former teacher. She left uh, the classroom years and years and years ago, like six or seven years ago. And she's a coach and she's a business coach. I think she's kind of changing directions a bit right now, but she's so knowledgeable. And she helped me with that whole, like get over that feeling of being like like some icky salesperson just trying to make money and the way that she helped me get over that is again to think about how my product and my services are helping people and if i don't market it those poor people are not going to get my help they're not even going to know that i exist and that's sad so it's my job to sell myself because if I don't, then these people are still going to suffer and without me, you know? And so like thinking about it in that way really made me feel better about it. So I just, I wanted to say that before we go into SEO and we are going to go into SEO. We're going to go into platforms that you can use to sell. We're going to talk about what launching A product or a business is all about. We're also going to be talking about um, the types of marketing that you can do. Uh, So that's what's in store for this episode. So, onto SEO, unless you want to talk about more about this icky feeling of being a salesperson, more just. No,
2: but I think it kind of loops back around to like if you start with wanting to solve a problem for someone else it kind of makes that yucky feeling go away. Like, but you really have to believe that your product is solving a problem or your service is solving a problem. And then if you look at it like that, you shouldn't really feel yucky about trying to make money from it, right? Because you're solving someone's problem and that solution
0: is worth some cold, hard cash for you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, and like, you can't do the work you do without getting paid, I mean, how expecting teachers to like, not only have a teaching job, but also to like give a bunch of stuff for free away. Like, that's just, this is cruel. Like why would we, I mean, of course we do give a lot of value for free away initially to, you know, attract the right customer and like to build awareness around who we are, So yeah, there is a place for free things, but not all of it. Like you said, like we're not martyrs, we're human beings with families and like personal lives and like mental health that needs to be taken care of and like bills to pay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like what I
2: said before is SEO stands for search engine optimization. And it just means no matter what website you're on, it probably has a search function. We're used to Google, but Teachers Pay Teachers has it. Amazon has it. Your own website has it. Uh, A lot of these websites, these platforms that you're going to sell, Pinterest is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them are going to have a search button and it's all about what do people type in the search? To find, because they're going to the search because they have a question, they have a problem and like your product could be what solves their problem. That's how you have to see it. Like when you're, you're a customer, like think of all the things you Google on a daily basis. I Google probably 25 problems a day. (laughs) <laughs> I got a lot of problems, right? <laughs> I'm always just like, do, right? But there's teachers out there are Googling whatever you've created. And even if it's not a teaching product, whatever you've created, somebody is Googling. They're trying to Google your product, right? And so I see SEO as how do you use the right words and description? So when people are Googling their problem, they land on you as an answer your product as an answer, your service as an answer. I'm hoping with our podcast that eventually people are Googling, how do I make more money on my Teachers Pay Teachers store? Or how do I start a small business? I'm a teacher. Or how do I make more money selling my lesson? or something and they stumble upon our podcast and our information out there in the world like that's what i want i want our seo to be attracting you know people that are are struggling like the people that i want to help and so i know amanda is actually really good at ranking on google do you want to explain like what that even means like how do you and i know even a teachers pay teachers product can rank on Google. Like anything can rank on Google, right?
0: Yeah, 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 it can. And that's why it's so important to have a website because yeah, Google is where I get all of my traffic to my website. Um I mean, it really is the foundation of Amanda right now is my website, not my Teachers Pay Teachers store. Uh, And I'm just now because I just joined your data playbook, which is amazing. And it's for more experienced teachers pay teachers, sellers, I would say. Um, But like they really uh, have taught me how to really look at the data and the statistics of my products and my teachers pay teachers store and get really smart about paying attention to where my products rank in the TPT uh search so like i mean you can test all of this stuff out by just typing keywords into tpt search you know just on the main homepage or into google.com and so like for example if you type into google mentor text for middle schoolers my website will be the first hit i mean and that's probably you know that is one of the biggest Um, traffic sources to my website is when, and the reason that that comes up first is because um, so many people are searching that and my website's getting a lot of traffic, you know, so Google has these uh, crawlers. I think that's what they're called they crawl your website and they you know they learn about like what are the key terms words i mean it's a robot right so what are the words that people are uh, and and what are the posts that people are uh clicking on the most you know so whatever ranks first on google it's the most popular thing being clicked on on the internet currently for those keywords And someone else, like I can go look this up right now on Google, like, and I recommend doing it incognito because, you know, Google like has, um, you know, you, you, it, it has like a history, you know, it keeps track of your history. And so it'll, it'll like the cookies or whatever it'll see. We're getting technical here, but like, I'm just going to search mentor texts for middle school. And see what Google comes up with. Yep, it, mine's first still, but it 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 doesn't like it. It won't always be like you, listener, could write an even better blog post that's even more helpful, and then suddenly your blog post will go above mine. So like the rankings change every day uh, on Google and on these search engines, depending on like you know what people are putting out there on the internet. Uh, so I don't know. And honestly, I'm not an expert on SEO. Like I, I don't know. I just wrote a really great blog post and it's really popular. So it's ranking on Google, you know, and like, so someone will click that and then they'll go to my website. And then suddenly there's a pop-up, there's an event, a three-day like planning boot camp. Oh, I want to do that. And then they give me their email and suddenly they're on my email list. And now I can email them and really develop a relationship with them through my emails. Um, and, you know, this is your customer journey. You know, this is like, what what are the thing, like, what are the breadcrumbs that you're leaving around on the internet that people are going to pick up? And then they're going to be like, oh, I want a piece of this cake. And then they become a buyer. And then you continue selling, even when someone's made a purchase you continue emailing them, you continue providing value. And then eventually someone who buys something from you once is very likely to buy something from you again. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on. Please interject.
2: I mean, I think uh, again, Amanda has so much experience, (laughs) like some of this might sound a little above your head if you don't have your own website or you have never blogged, but this is kind of how it all starts, right? It's like you create a product to solve a problem. You got to get real clear about what problem you're solving and you have to start learning the keywords that people search when they need that problem solved, right? Like what exactly are they searching when they need that and the cool thing about Teachers Pay Teachers, if you're in, if you're listening right now is you're like, oh, I'm a new Teachers Pay Teachers seller, or maybe you've been a seller for a few years, but you're not that happy with your, with your profits so far. I mean, 90% of the time it's because you don't have the right keywords in your title or your snippet, which that's like the first few sentences of a product description, So a lot of times it just means that you're not really narrowing in on the keywords that people are searching. And the cool thing about teachers pay teachers is um, we talked about how there's, you know, there's cookies that, you know, they track everything that you type on Google, but if you go to teachers pay teachers, it doesn't necessarily track everything you type, but it'll tell you everything everyone else has typed before you. Right. So like, if you go in and click, like fifth grade uh, writer's workshop activities, um, other keywords will pop up. Like they'll be like, do you mean, and they like, there are other things will pop up. So you can start to get an idea of like what people are searching. It may reword activities to lesson plan or emergency sub plan. That pops up sometimes a lot more than activities right so like you start to get to know like what are teachers looking for it's kind of a fun thing to do go to teachers be teachers and search for what you what your what your products called and then just kind of see like how many other products pop up even when you're searching like a blog post you've written or for your website you can see how many how how many search results come back like if you like for your mentor text, did you see on the bottom of the page, like how many other websites mentioned that? And then you can kind of see how good you're doing. Like if you're, if you're on the third or fourth page of something really specific that you're writing about, well, you need to improve your words and your keywords. And luckily for blogs and websites, there's a lot of plugins you can get to optimize your SEO. And it'll just tell you like these words that you use in your blog post are good. And I'll give you like a green light. Like these are great, but these words nobody ever searches for. So there's a lot of tools out there. And I think learning the tools is something that um, really can help your business blossom is just learning like, You know, like, because I didn't know what good keywords were and you, you, but there's so many, there's so many outputs now for like typing in keywords. And then they'll just tell you like, this is, this is not a good one. Like only, you know, not very many people search this. (laughs) Do you have anything to add, Amanda?
0: Yeah, actually, that's such a good tip. And I did look up when I searched middle school mentor text, 31 million hits it says and you're the top one that means uh-huh. you have good
2: seo yeah you have excellent seo well
0: and that happened by accident and it's funny because this blog post in the blog post i have no product like i don't even have a product that goes to teachers pay teachers in the blog post um and that's why my pop-up is so key because the pop-up I mean, and and I do get good conversion rates on my event pop-ups because I'm doing uh, three webinars is basically what I'm doing. August 1st and 2nd and 3rd, plan, how to plan a mini lesson, how to plan a unit, how to plan your entire year. And I'm just doing three webinars and people are signing up and it's free value, you know, but I'm not just doing the webinars. I'm also selling my big ticket, like, workshop units for the entire year. So I'm using the webinars to market my, my expensive product. And, you know, this is, this is kind of getting into, you know, like a marketing, developing a marketing campaign or a launch kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, but it does all start with the description of the product, the title of the product, the description of the product, and like using keywords. And I actually just met with a coach, my YDP coach, and we were looking at my information, middle school information writing unit on Teachers Pay Teachers. And it was not ranking. It was ranking like on the third page information writing. uh, And that's what it was called. I called it information writing unit or something like that. And she was like, you know what? You need to you need to add informational. And so she told me to put, you know, that vertical line on your keyboard. I have a Mac, so it's shift. And then like the button right below the delete button, there's this vertical line. So you can say information and then that little line informational writing unit. So you can add both into your, product title, and then you'll rank for both. Um, And so, yeah, like use all of the words that are allowed to make sure that you're getting the keywords that people might type for whatever your product is, because yes, that is like selling and marketing. Like the first step is like, what keywords are you using and what keywords are people searching and being aware of that?
2: Yes. Okay. So now that we've kind of talked about SEO, giving you an idea of these keywords, and once you start Googling SEO, it's kind of funny as you're Googling like something that's talking about Googling, but (laughs) once you've done that, you'll see that there's just a, there's a plethora of information out there. We don't want it to be confusing for you, but do know that like learning keywords or learning other words you could use that teachers might be searching for should be at the top of your mind before you're listing a product, whether it's on, I'm going to go over now, like different platforms. You can sell a product. Like you have a product, you've written a description, you know what you want to call it.
0: Where can you sell it now? And what you call it is what people are searching. (laughs) Yes. You you want
2: to call it what people are searching. And that can be a hard part about being a teacher's pay teacher seller or an entrepreneur is like, and sometimes if you just change one word, your sales will just go off the charts. I've had this happen too. Like um, some people like to say back to school, like a back to school product, but a lot of people just type in BTS. I didn't know that. I didn't know BTS was like a common acronym for back to school. So I added that to a bunch of my back to school products and I did see an increase in sales. And then I found out that people don't like to say back to school or BTS that they like to say first day of school. Like, I didn't know that people type in first day of school when they want like some new activities for the first day of school.
0: (laughs) I had no idea. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, poor Jess is coughing. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So yeah, that's important. So now let's talk about platforms because there's more than just teachers pay teachers. And like, if you really want to make a lot of money to replace your teaching income and quit teaching someday, you're going to want to have multiple streams of income. You know, you can't just rely on like one product. I mean, some people can, if it's like an amazing product that really solves a huge problem. Um, But like, if you want to make a lot of money, which Jess and I do, right. Then you need to have other streams of revenue. And so like there's teachers pay teachers. And then I also have, I'll just talk about my own business. Okay. So I have teachers pay teachers, which I, that's probably where I make the least amount of money is on teachers pay teachers. Um, I have Kajabi where I make the most amount of money through my workshop teacher school. And it's all of my units for the entire year, um, just housed there and all of my courses. And so that's Kajabi is another stream of, of income. And then I also have my website and I have a WooCommerce plugin that has a shop on my website. I don't make that much money through that either. Um, and those are my different streams of income. And now I have wackyteacherpreneurs.com, which is also on uh on Kajabi. What platforms have you used for your different businesses and to sell your products, Jess?
2: Well, I started out selling online on eBay. I had a very successful eBay store. I made as much as I do as a teacher right now on eBay selling tote bags and shirts like custom tote bags and shirts so but ebay is for physical products but you can sell digital books on there i always remind teachers that your teachers pay teachers products are digital books like you are writing digital workbooks they're not just a pdf file like that's it's all a book is really but i mean it is a place to sell but um i have sold on kajabi I've had my own course on there. So I do agree. Kajabi is a great place because there's a lot of different things and ways you can sell on Kajabi. It's a, it's a one-stop shop, right? It's a one-stop shop. You can do everything. Um, and then teachable a little more affordable and simple than Kajabi, like the things you can do on it. But I've also sold a course on teachable and, Gosh, there's, there's been a couple of other course, like you can look up, like if you're interested in selling a course, you can look up, you know, course platforms, right. And a whole bunch will pop up and you can check them out. Podia is
0: a new up and coming one. Um, Oh, sweet. uh Uh-huh. Podia. Have you? I can't even. I
2: can't even remember like there's a couple that I've used and I I'm like drawing a blank on what they're even called but there's always new ones popping up too and it's just you know it's fun giving them a chance but you have to realize that you're going to have a monthly fee they're either going to take a percentage of your sales or you're going to have a monthly fee or both so like whatever you're selling like that's one thing when you're shopping for a platform you're like I have this product You have to look at like, what, what is the platform hosting your product going to charge you? It's like going to a mall. You don't get free rental space on your store. You have to pay the mall owners to be there, right? Like you're paying these places rent to take up space with your products and your, your business. That's how I see it. A lot of people complain about these, um, these fees, but it it's, it really depends on like, you know what what they're offering to, and like with Teachers Pay Teachers, I mean m- all my traffic comes from Teachers Pay Teachers. I get like maybe two percent comes from um, Pinterest, and one percent comes from me being a guest blogger on other blogs. <laughs> like like, but I get ninety eight percent of people finding my products. Are on Teachers Pay Teachers, so like to me, the money I'm paying Teachers Pay Teachers, I pay a yearly fee, and then I pay like they take twenty percent of all of your product sales, right? But that's the cost of like having a place to sell your stuff. So, um, and so TPT, you know, they charge twenty percent. Etsy, having an Etsy store, it's sort of the same. Etsy can charge per listing, just like eBay. You got to list each product costs like twenty cents to list. And for my Shopify, I prefer Shopify over all of it because for my Shopify, I only pay $29 a month and they don't take any fees out of anything. I just have my store and I just, I get my profits. I don't get like a profit minus a dis, a, uh, a fee for my rent. I just pay like one set price
0: per month. Yeah. WooCommerce is once a year uh, is a fee. It's like, 200 something, which I don't think is that much, you know, like when you think about how much money you'll eventually make with your product. And and if that's what business owners, they have to do, they have to invest, you know, they have to yes. spend, spend money to make money. And I mean, that really is, I think a hard part of being an entrepreneur. And like, when you finally realize like you do need to spend money. <laughs> then I think you'll start to see growth. But if like, you're not willing to spend any money to make money, like you're not gonna go anywhere.
2: Yeah, I will say that I see a, a lot of new teachers pay teachers sellers. They don't wanna pay to become a premium seller. Well, that's There's how you, not,
0: yeah, that's how
2: you sell yeah. on there.
0: Yeah, right? or,
2: well, you you don't have to be a premium seller on teachers pay teachers, which is a $60 yearly fee, right? You don't have to pay that you can just have them take a higher percentage of every sale. Yeah. But if you do the math, it's a crazy amount of extra money they want per sale. Like you'll, you'll get your $60 back by yeah. not doing that. Right. And they take like a, they take like a fee out too. They could take up to 30 cents a sale and it kind of gets, I don't know. It's it's not worth it. If you do the math, it's not worth it. Imagine you sell a hundred products you know, you're paying a lot more money if you don't just pay their yearly rate to be a premium seller. So you want to look
0: at these little things. So you're saying you need to become a premium seller. It's worth it in the end is what we're trying to say. Like, don't just do the free option. It's a bad idea.
2: And if you only have one product and it's not worth that much money, like it's a one $4 product and you don't plan on adding much more, then maybe you shouldn't be paying $60. But if you want to build a legit store and, you know, at least make a few hundo a month, right? Like it's worth the 60 bucks, right? It's, it's definitely worth it. But, you know, I would say get a few products together and then make the jump, but just know that you have to invest investing in your business is investing in yourself too, you know, like you have to do some of these things. Okay. Let's continue down the list. Um, so WooCommerce, uh, I feel like WooCommerce and Shopify, like they, I feel like they're maybe owned by the same parent company, but I don't know, like they have a lot of the same interfaces, but um, yeah. And then I've used, Well, I've used Amazon a little bit in the past. I tried selling used books on there, but now you can sell these things called digital assets. We've talked about it in previous episodes, but teachers are making money on Amazon, not just selling old books. They're selling digital assets. They're selling miniature eBooks. They're selling notebook designs, planner designs. Well, and I sell digital products on there.
0: Eventually I want to write a Kindle book like an ebook and sell it on amazon so i'm definitely going to endeavor to do that what are boom cards
2: yes boom cards uh it's kind of like teachers pay teachers and you can sell them through teachers pay teachers but it is a website if you go to it if you just google boom cards it'll pop right up it looks exactly like teachers pay teachers but all of the lessons that you buy on there Are interactive games that are called boom cards. And they're basically like, imagine like if you've ever played like a game through a Google Slideshow where it's like, oh, click this button, and if you get the answer right, this thing happens, right? They're like miniature video games almost. And you can build them. They're they're kind of like fancy flashcards or like question cards, but you can put animations in them and sounds in them and make them really interactive and cool for kids. So if you find like, you don't like the process of making a teacher's pay teacher's product, you don't like PDF files and you want more of like a plug and play system. That's kind of what this is, is it's more about, you know, maybe you just like generating a lot of questions for kids to answer. So you, you come up with a background, like they have background graphics to choose from come up with a background. And then you have all of these questions and you can just kind of like write these questions and teachers buy the games. They like the games. And I, I do know a few people that, um, they don't make as much on boom as they do teachers pay teachers, but it's, it's good. I mean, they still make a, a decent profit. Like it's
0: worth their time. Yeah, cool. I didn't even know it existed. Okay. So, those are all just some ideas of platforms you can sell on, sell your product on. Now, we're kind of going to move into marketing. Um, And as we talked about before, like one mistake that we've made in the past is just posting a product and then saying, Well, I hope someone finds it. And just being done, and I honestly just did this recently. I was like, I didn't have time. I just put it on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's doing fine. Like people are actually buying it and stuff, but I didn't market it. I did. And sometimes you just choose to do that. But if you choose to do that, realize that if you don't make any money, it's not your fault. It's not. Well, it is your fault because you're not marketing. But it's not your product. Like I think a lot of times I would put something out there in the world. And then no one would buy it. And I would think, like, oh, there's something wrong with it. Like, no one likes it. That's not true. It's because I didn't market it. You know, I didn't market it. So let's talk about how to market our products and our services. So the thing we need to talk about is launching. So this is like a really, popular term that a lot of people use left and right in the entrepreneurial world. What is a product launch? So a product launch, I'm actually getting this from masterclass.com. I love masterclass. I pay, I pay them to get all their masterclasses. Um, but a product launch is the first phase in a company's marketing strategy to introduce new goods and services to the marketplace. And according to Masterclass.com, there's three types of product launches. There's a full-scale launch, there's a minimal launch, and there's a soft launch. And Jess and I want to like kind of take you behind the scenes of wacky teacherpreneurs and our new business. And we have not launched this yet. We're recording this all in secret right now. No one knows we're doing this except our families, um, and we're just doing this secretly, but eventually we're going to launch and we're going to like introduce ourselves and our product and our services and this podcast and our website to the world. How are we going to do that, Jess? So is this us brainstorming
2: ideas about how to launch? Yes. Well, I think like when you're looking at launching, you want to tell everyone, you know, and so we have different We have different avenues and we each have different, like, you know, we have different roads we can go down with that. I mean, obviously our ideal customer is a small business owner or someone who wants to get into small business, someone who maybe already has a small business and wants to make more money. And so a smart launch would be to just focus on those people. But when you're first starting out, sometimes you don't know exactly who those people are. So you need to find a way to attract them. Sometimes it's going to be asking a general question. Like, I mean, I know one of my plans is just to ask my social media audience, hey, are you interested in learning more about being a wacky teacher
0: entrepreneur? (laughs) You know? And that's like a pre-launch. So yeah, you you haven't told anyone what we're doing, but you've definitely been... inserting little clues in the face, in your Facebook group and asking questions in your Facebook group and starting to interact with those with your audience. I mean, that's really what a launch is, is you are engaging your audience and you are. Yeah. And, and I think I also want to talk about how, um, how to do that, but also like that. I think as an entrepreneur all these years, there were times when I was told by big guru entrepreneurs like you don't have to be everywhere all at once. Just pick one marketing avenue, you know. And and there's many different ones, right? There's Facebook. There's Instagram. There's TikTok now. There's YouTube. There's podcasting. All of these are different marketing avenues, like different ways that you can get um, your product out to the world and like knowledge about your product out to the world. And like, I've been told, you know, you don't have to do it all, but when you launch, you do, you do need to be everywhere as many places as you can, because it's like the excitement, it's the building, the excitement. And after your launch, yes, only pick a few channels to be on. Right. And we're picking podcasting. That's our number one marketing tool that Jess and I have chosen because we're good at it. We are good at blabbing on and on and on about this stuff. It's fun and we're good at it. So pick what's fun and what you're good at, like, you know, go, moving past your launch. But when you launch, you got to be everywhere, you know, and that's hard, like as a one woman show for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I think for us, you know, it's going to be telling our social media audiences for me, right? You, you have an email list. Maybe you could drop some crumbs to them. And I have a Facebook group about being a teacher entrepreneur. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things we can do. I mean, just like sometimes just even telling your friends about what you're doing will make them tell other people. Right. And so I don't know, like. I know that we could get really creative and like create some something that people might want to give us their email. That's always something you could do. Like, oh, here's a short quiz you can take, but you got to give me your email if you want my quiz, right? Or here's a short, you know, we a long time ago when we had TPT life, we made a uh, teachers pay teachers checklist, and we had like if you wanted our checklist you had to give us your email so we could send it to you. Right. Yeah. And so like, there's a lot of things you can do to get people excited that something is coming, but a lot of times it's just telling them something's coming and then telling them what it is. Right. Like kind of like dropping some breadcrumbs and then, you know, in three days, I am doing something so cool. I'm going to be so excited to tell you all about it. Well, regardless
0: of where you talk to people at. Right. Well, and I think we should do a live event, you know, like we should for our launch, do a live event, like a webinar. Um, and I, I do think for people like Jess and I that really like to be on camera and like to talk and like to be goofy, a webinar is really a great, uh, great place to kind of do a launch, I think, because it's like a big live event that people can attend You know, but like, what if you're not someone who likes to be on camera or likes to talk a lot? And and we're talking about personal brands, by the way, we didn't really talk about that in our branding episode, like personal branding versus like just being kind of a business brand. And there's a difference. And I think kind of the teacherpreneur world is more geared towards personal brands where your face is always out there and your personality is always out there. What do you think? Like, what's a good way to launch without putting yourself out there so much, which is, I don't know. Is that possible?
2: Well, I know you told me that you didn't really feel comfortable with social media after a while. Not like you didn't feel comfortable, your personality, but you were getting burnt out on it. Yes. So you taught yourself how to do Facebook ads, right?
0: Yes. Yes. I did teach myself how to do Facebook ads And I know a lot of people think that's super scary and it it is scary because you're spending money to make money. And if you don't know what you're doing and you're spending money, like that, that can be really scary. And so I do recommend, you know, buying a course or like getting support if you're going to do Facebook ads. Um, And I definitely have recommendations of great, great places to go. Um, If you are interested in Facebook ads, Amy Crane, If you search Amy Crane, I mean, she's the one that taught me all about Facebook ads. I love her. She's awesome. Um, But yeah, so like paid marketing and, you know, getting like really cool graphics and, and those and finding your audience through Facebook ads. Uh, is really, I mean, if you don't like being on video and you don't like running live events and things, yeah, Facebook ads is definitely. And like, even for just a TPT product, you know, there's people who make a lot of money promoting just one product or one bundle or whatever. And you your their Facebook ad is so awesome. And they just keep it running nonstop because the amount of money they make selling the product is, you know, greater than the amount that it costs to pay for the ad, right? Um, and so, and that's really. But th- then you got to do some math, you know.
2: Yeah, and I've uh, I've done Instagram ads and Instagram story ads. Um, it's probably kind of like the same thing. You do have to learn how to do them. Like, you don't have to show your face. You can just show a picture, right? You can even boost a post on Instagram. So like more people are seeing it in their feed and then you could link your product in, in that. And I know you can do the same thing on TikTok now. Um, so like on the social, like I'm more of a social media person, but I do know a lot of teachers with huge businesses that they didn't even show their faces for six or seven years because they didn't want like people in their district to recognize them. And they still grew gigantic platforms just by being creative, asking people a question, like getting people to talk to you and ask them a question. And now on all the social media platforms, it's not about like posting a picture. It's about posting a short video, but you can turn like a question into a video. You know, I did a couple of weeks ago, I had to make an advertisement for this trip to Greece that I'm going on next summer, I'm leading a trip to Greece, and I was feeling not the best. I was feeling kind of sick, so I took a letter board, and I just said, "Come with me to Greece in 2023." And I took a picture, like you know, first the sea. And I took a picture of the board, and then the oh, I did like my own stop animation, right? So like, and I just posted it as a reel. And our trip, I mean, it sold out because, you know, another person was working on the campaign too, and they, they sold a lot more spots than I did, but we did sell out the first day, you know, just by, just by having, like having some sort of video catches the eye, right. It's all about video now, but like, there's a lot of ways to do it if you're shy and you don't want to put your face out.
0: Well, and you just brought up another like marketing strategy, which is the urgency, like the, the, like, there's a time limit. That's really important. So if you're doing like a product launch, maybe there's a discount you're giving when you first launch it. And that discount ends, you know, so there's like time urgency, but maybe there's also like a limited number of, you know, people get this. And so that's really important when you're launching something is having that. I feel like there's another word urgency and something else. I think urgency is the right. No, there's term. two different, there's two different ones, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's important. Okay. So I think we've talked. So for our launch plan, are we going to do a webinar? Uh, are we going to I mean, I'm going to email my whole list. You're going to email your whole list multiple times, not just once. Right. But my list is full of writing and reading workshop teachers. You know, I have like 10,000 people on my list and they're reading and writing workshop teachers. What the heck? Well, maybe some of them are in, I'm going to craft an email because I already have all those people, but are they teacher entrepreneurs? Not necessarily. So I'm going to tag them in my email, I'm going to say like, are you interested in this? Like these things I'm going to be teaching about these things. Like I'm super excited, whatever, write the email. And then I'm going to have a button that they click to show interest. And if they click that button in Kajabi, I can tag them. Um, and then that will put them into like a separate, like I can look up that tag teacherpreneurs or whatever. And then like, maybe I'll have a hundred people who raise their hand and say, yes, I am interested. I am an interested teacherpreneur. Um, and this is email marketing, right? Like that's why having a list is so key because, um, you know, you can survey these people and find out, you know, more about them and their interest in things. Um, I feel like I lost my train of thought.
2: That's okay. We all do. <laughs>
0: I'll probably,
2: I'll probably go more with like my Instagram and I'll put up a poll. Right. And I'll be like, are you, are you a small business owner or are you interested in learning more about teachers be teachers? Um, One time I launched a business. uh, Maybe it was a course. I don't remember what I did. This was like four years ago. And I offered them, like, I had a whole drawer of these, like. I shouldn't be saying that secret online, but I had a whole drawer of like, this is kind of weird, but you know, when kids give you gift cards, you know, like I had a whole drawer of a Starbucks gift cards and I live like 200 miles from a Starbucks. Right. So I had all these Starbucks gift cards in my drawer and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just bribe people to fill out my survey. And so I, you know, I told, I told people, I'm going to give away one of you that fills out the survey. I'm giving you this $20 Starbucks gift card, right? Let's just straight up bribe people with something you have around the house. I'm not saying like you need to tell them it was just around the house, but like a lot of teachers love Starbucks, like $5 Starbucks gift card. You can get a lot of information out of people for that. And so I had, and it was all about like, I think it was about being a small business owner. I think that's what I was talking about. I don't even remember what I was talking about at the time, like what I was trying to sell. I don't even know what it was. But I'm like, if you're interested in winning the Starbucks gift card, here's my survey. And I got a lot of information out of them. Like, would you be interested in this? Or how much money would you pay for this? Or um, what grades do you teach and for how long? That can be kind of relevant to your business. You know, you get a better idea of who might be interested in you. Uh, out of these five topics, which one excites you the most? So I asked them like a whole series of questions that I could use. And I think I was developing a course, but I was using that to develop the course. And then I'm like, does, does this, would this interest you if I emailed you again? Right. And then I put them like on my email list if they said yes. So sometimes you could just do the silliest little thing, uh, give away a book you don't want anymore, give away an old Starbucks gift card offer them $5. You never know. I mean, you could be meeting your ideal customer and, you know, they're of course doing it for the Starbucks. Right. But you, you could also be changing their lives by making that initial connection with the bribe.
0: Yeah. So like our launch plan is we're gonna, you know, well, I mean, So are we going to do a webinar or are we just going to be sharing our episodes? Like, I feel like that's another piece of it because we're, we're pre-recording seven episodes and we're going to shoot those out all at once. Right? Like when you launch a podcast, for example, you need to have, and you told me this, Jess, I don't know where you learned this, but you need to have like six or seven up and ready to go. Like you, you, you publish them all at once so that people can binge listen is that right
2: yeah you're more likely to get subscribers to your podcast if you have more than one or two episodes to listen to the target number is like six seven eight episodes and that way if they really like you and they want to keep on listening they're gonna like binge listen to you in a short time period and they're more likely to you know go visit your website get to know you a little bit better you know what i mean So, I mean, and I know you, you have brought up the webinar a lot and like, I totally do want to do that. But like you're, I think like one reason our partnership works is like, you're very versed in areas. I'm not like, I have no idea what a webinar is like. I've, I don't go to them and I've never held one, but that is like your bread and butter. Like you love webinars. And I know I love being on camera and I love talking to people and I love live events, so I'm sure I'm gonna love a webinar. That's all you know a what webinar I mean? is. That's yeah, all a webinar like, is. Yeah, but like I've I've never done one, so like of course yes, but I'm just saying like you're bringing your cards to the table, right? Email list, webinar, your your websites, your website building skills, right? And I'm bringing my cards to the table, which are more like my social media audience, you know, getting people excited through there, my Facebook group, uh uh developing a you know like making videos on social media so like I think what we're going to do like our plan is really to combine our skills like not just pick one skill or another like we're going to do all the skills right like we're going to combine all of our forces combined to get as to get as in, in as many people's ears as we can with this and I think what's hard is like if you might be listening to this and you might be thinking wow That's great for them. But I am just, you know, one person with one product. Well, you do have connections. You do have friends. You do have teacher friends. Like I have seen teacher entrepreneurs talk to people in their building and they just ask them like, hey, if I gave you my product for free, would you write a review for me? And maybe like, or would you share about my product on your personal Facebook page you know, like, I mean, you know, so many people, like a lot more people than you think you do. And I'm talking to the, like the listener right now, not just Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> I right? know.
0: Like, well, and know. And they can reach out to influencers like you and say, hey, could you, what do you think of this product? Like, would you be willing to to share it in like a story, Jess, the whimsical teacher, you know, like you can even reach out to like big name people. And that's, what's so great about social media is you can like, you know, direct message people or even email people and like really be formal and professional and like kind. And like, this is another way that you could really reach, um, reach others or just like the paid route, you know? You can pay for ads on Pinterest. You can pay for ads on Facebook. You can pay for Google ads. Um, you know, all of those things are ways that you can market yourself as well, which speaking of that, so let's, let's kind of transition from launching to like the types of marketing, um, right? Should we do that? Because we've uh, kind of already talked a lot about- I feel
2: like we've already talked about all of them, like well, let's email just- marketing, paid marketing- Social media marketing. I think we've already talked about all of them, but we haven't talked about affiliate marketing. Do you
0: want to talk about that? Well, we're just starting to get more and more into that. But like whatever, like if there's a product, you know, that you love, I mean, you could make money promoting it. You know, like right now I'm in your data playbook, YDP, uh, Jarrett and Beth's um, new business. And I love it. And I'm, i become a, an affiliate. And so now whenever they launch and they close it, that's another thing that you can do. Like if you have a membership or you have like a big product on or a course, you open it certain times and close it. Um, so there's a deadline in that urgency factor. So whenever they open it, I'm going to be promoting it on this podcast, you know? And so that's affiliate marketing, Um what other kajabi becoming an affiliate of kajabi uh amazon i do this all the time in my blog posts like all you know if i have a list of books that i love like professional development books that i recommend teachers read i have an amazon affiliate account and so it's really easy to set them up and so i just look up the book and then amazon generates this url link And then I link that on my blog post and anyone who clicks it and buys it, I get commission. And you have to like say, you know, this is an Amazon affiliate link, but you know, you don't have to just market your own products. You could market other people's products and that's what affiliate marketing is.
2: You could, or like, I'm thinking flipping the coin, like we're talking about, like you have a product and you want to sell it, right? You could sell it through you know, the social media, paid marketing, email marketing, you could sell your product through affiliate marketing by basically like, that's what we're talking about. Asking influencers to like give them your product for free or give someone your product for free and then see if they're willing to talk about it on their social media or give you a shout out or post, post your link. Like you can kind of flip the coin on affiliate marketing And, you know, like you have this product, you want to sell it. You can, you know, ask people, Hey, but you have to be willing to give it to them for free. And I've done this with a lot of courses. I'm thinking about if you're listening to this and you're like, uh, I don't really want a teacher's pay teacher store, right? Like, I don't, I don't, that's not really my thing, but I do want to make a lot of money. I do want to build a successful business. It could be that you, are a course builder. You're more of like a service-based business, maybe like you want to teach other people through coaching. Um, And I think to get people interested in that, sometimes you have to give away those services for free. And then I have had a lot of people reach out to me like, Hey, Jess, I just made a course. Um, would you like to be a part of it? Like, or would you like the course for free? And then if you like it, can you share it with people? You know, and it depends on my relationship with the person. Like if I've never heard from them and it's a cold message, I say, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that for you. Sorry, but because you like, you have to build a relationship with people, but I have said yes to a lot of people that I've been friendly with. Um, and then if I like their course, I'll talk about on my social media. I'll put their links in. So you got to think about like, you know, like, yep, you could, you could definitely make money, you know, at, in this business through marketing other businesses, but you can also kind of flip the coin and figure out a way that people
0: want to promote you. I love that. I love that. Okay. Do we want to talk about funnels or do we want to save that for another episode? I feel like that is getting even more advanced, um, yeah, I think we should
2: save funnels for later, um, and that should have kind of gone under email marketing, right? Yeah,
0: right. yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you definitely funnels definitely involve emails. So yeah, we'll have a whole other episode. Honestly, we could have entire episodes on these things, um, and we might. yeah, as we time will. goes
2: on. We will,
0: for sure. but um, so up.
2: I see the last thing on our list. Um, is the killing two birds with one stone type of marketing. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, We are are recording this podcast on Zoom, but Zoom is not only a sound, you know, a way of recording your sound, but also video. So we're recording ourselves on video. We're going to post the video to YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world like Google's number one, YouTube's number two. So, you know, we're hoping that by posting our videos on YouTube, people
0: like you, maybe you're watching us on YouTube right now. Hi. And and you have like the best background in this episode and we haven't even mentioned it yet. I know. I Um, hope it's appropriate for like, I don't even know what it, I wanted a
2: comic book background and I, I just found this crazy one, but I love comic books. Like I love comic book font and comic books. And I'm really into that, but you have a cool background too. Well, like, I feel like I'm in Poltergeist. I feel like. Help you're, me. Help me. kind of. But Poltergeist stuck. In, in the Northern, you have the
0: Northern lights behind you. That's so cool. Well, and I'm stuck in a TV or a microwave. It could let be me long. ask
2: you a, let me ask you a quick question. I know you're turning 40 soon. Did you have a TV like this when you were a kid? Because I did. We did we did. did. And you had to turn the knobs to turn the channel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had a bunch of these black and white TVs, just like what Amanda's in right now. But imagine her black and white and no remotes. You had to get up to turn it on. And then you had to turn these buttons. It looks like a microwave to me now. Right. It looks like you're trapped in a microwave. Yep. Anyway, this is my example of, you know, a lot of times like work smarter, not harder, right? Like yeah. we're creating a YouTube channel and a podcast at the same time. You can do yep. it too. Um, right here, we have reels and TikTok. I, I uh, actually get paid to make reels on Instagram and it's the same. I can make up to 1200 a month on my reels. It's the same as uh, TikTok. Like it's the same interface, a couple of the buttons are different. So a lot of times at first I found it easier to make a TikTok. Like I, I just, I do better with the TikTok interface and TikTok has better music, although you can't really transport the music to Instagram, but I just had a better time making things on TikTok. So my first few times having to make a video for my Instagram, I went on TikTok and I learned the whole How to do it, right? I knew what I wanted to do. So I taught myself. And you can save the TikTok then on your phone as a video, and then you can upload it on Instagram. And I did that. So you can, you know, just create one set of, you know, one video you can repurpose for so many different things. A video you can post on a Facebook group, on Facebook, you could send a video out in an email right? Put it on your YouTube channel, use it on all the social medias. I mean, a video goes a long way because you can extract the sound. And I know a lot of people, even crafters in my Glowforge business, they video themselves making the product because then they can repurpose that content and they can put it on YouTube. And like, I have one of my little products right here, So I could get like, I could just show myself, it's really hard to see. It's not going to work with my comic book background, maybe in front of me. So like, I could show myself like, this is three layers of wood. I could show myself designing each layer and then putting them all together. And then I could put that on YouTube. And then that's another way, like someone might be looking for, but of course I'm going to title it what I want my buyers to search for. So I'm going to title it cute ideas for mothers day and this is a sign that says happy mothers day and then it has all the person's uh, kids names in each one of the heart it's for a grandma it's actually Aww. a grandma that i know so these are all the grandmas um children and grandchildren all in the family tree and so i'm going to put when i when i put like how i made this this um this sign i would put i wouldn't put watch me make a wooden sign right? Or like, <laughs> watch, look at my Glowforge cut wood. Like, that's actually what's in the video though. But I'm going to put, you know, cute and clever, creative Mother's Day grandma present, <laughs> right? Because I want someone to be like, ah, oh, what should I get my grandma for Mother's Day? You know, or, you know, grandma's, you know, great present for grandma, right? (laughs) Like something like that. And it's going to show me just sitting there filming me, preparing the wood, getting the wood ready, staining the wood. Um, there's a lot of like, you have to tape the wood so it doesn't burn. It's going to show me doing all this boring stuff to wood. But what I'm hoping is like a behind the scenes video will make people want to buy the product.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, and another idea for multi, like repurposing the the whole reason I started my podcast, my work, my workshop teacher uh, podcast. uh, I just decided that all of my blog posts, my old blog posts could become podcast episodes. And so every single episode I have is just me talking about one of my blog posts. So like, think about other stuff you've created in the past and how you can repurpose it and bring it back to life, you know, through other avenues, right? Yeah. And
2: if I'm being honest, my first few teachers pay teachers products, I was looking at old things I had to make for graduate school, right? I was looking at like, cause I had to make all these lessons for graduate school, And I was looking back through binders and lessons I had already made for school. And technically you're not supposed to be selling like the lessons you make for your public school job on teachers pay teachers, but that's what, like, I just needed like the inspo and a lot of like the original outlines. Of course I jazzed them up a bunch, but a lot of my original outlines were things I had already thought
0: of. Wait, did you just say inspo? Inspo. Is that a like new trending word or did you just I, make that up? <laughs> I've been saying
2: inspo since 1993. What do you mean? That's the first time I've
0: ever... In-spo. I, thought, I thought you said it by accident, but you like truly meant to say inspo. It's like, well, I hope everyone's had gotten some inspo from this. <laughs> this is like when you said that you were
2: on the the Pat Flynn podcast I was like, oh yeah, like she was on it on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> like you said it a couple times, I was like, oh yeah, she was looking at it through like Spotify. <laughs> no, she wasn't was- actually on it. Like I, I thought, I- oh man, this is being crazy right now. Like she wasn't actually on the podcast. She was like looking at it, but I'm like, she just must use prepositions in a different way.
0: No, I met Pat. When I actually talked to him. In I did person. not believe you. I'm sorry.
2: I just thought you were saying things funny. Like yeah. I I thought you were like, you know, like you were searching something and you landed on. No. You know, and I was like, yeah, that's what she must like. It was so beyond what I could imagine. I'm not saying that it's hard to believe. I just, I didn't think of that when you said it.
0: Okay. Can I just tell the person, the people who are listening right now, like if you're still listening, you're like our super fans, which super fans, Pat Flynn wrote a book called super fans. Yeah. No. So I'm just saying like, if you're listening right now, you're a super fan because you've been listening this whole time. You just admit Thank it you. to yourself. Admit it. Thank
2: you for being a super fan.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you. We appreciate you. Should we
2: wrap this up now? We've been going off. Like I got out a wooden sign. I know. Grandma's.
0: Yes. Nothing to do with being a teacher entrepreneur. Yes, it did. You were teaching marketing strategies and SEO. Okay. Let's okay. do this. What's the next episode about? <gasps>
2: I'm excited another episode.
0: We do. I think, unless you don't want to do it anymore, but
2: what's it called? um,
0: It's called scaling and multiple streams of revenue.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, I just think like we shouldn't go off too much.
0: (laughs) Okay. We'll make it more efficient and yeah. Okay. We're not gonna (laughs) Let's not go. We need to say goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever. I love you.